you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Damashek, Damashek, his best friend is his TV set. Steelers fans since days of old, instead of red, bleeds black and gold. Look out, it's Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. I like that theme song, an old one from uh, the one-man house band. Dick Banks, welcome to the show, the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes and at NFL.com slash Sheck. S-H-E-K, Sheck, Sheck, Sheck. All right, the draft is going year and year, but that's the real draft. The all-time draft of 2014 is already in the books. Well, not fully in the books. About halfway done as of the time of this recording. We we sat down last week. It was me. It was Daniel Jeremiah. It was Elliot Harrison. A cast of thousands. All in a virtual reality or a uh, alternate reality of Radio City Music Hall. We say same thing as the real draft. 2014, the Houston Texans went first, and, of course, the second pick, St. Louis Rams, and then the Jags, and so on and so forth. Same order, same draft needs in 2014. The only difference is instead of drafting from the pool of currently available college players, instead, all of history, all of man's recorded history is out there. The first overall pick, spoiler alert, was John Elway out of Stanford. And Lede- uh, who was it? Lawrence Taylor went to the Jags at number three. Rod Woodson just came off the board to the New York football Giants at number 12. So on and so forth. It's all available for you at NFL.com. Make sure you take a look at that. And coming up in just uh, a few minutes here, we're going to be talking with an MMA guy. From what I hear, I don't know my MMA but I hear maybe the greatest MMA guy of all time. That's what that's how he's been described to me, at least. I know he cuts a different figure than the most uh, than most MMA guys do. Those guys, when I see them, they're all real big brute guys. This guy, John Bones Jones, is is uh, more sinewy muscle, tall. He reminds me a little bit of uh, Terrell Owens in body type. I, I met uh, John Bones Jones a couple of years ago over at uh, at the Kimmel Show. So anyway, we'll catch up with him in front of his big fight this weekend. And in the meantime, let's talk about some pro football action. And by the way, John Bones Jones has not one but two brothers in the NFL 
Arthur Jones, now of the Indianapolis Colts, and Chandler Jones, the first-round draft pick a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, hard-charging guy, really coming on now in pro football, Chandler Jones, and uh, and then their brother, world champion John Bones Jones. We're going to kibitz with him in just a second. All right, now let's say hello to the man seated to my immediate right. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss, thanks for having me. Who do the Bears take in this all-time draft? The Bears. I don't want to make a spoil. I don't want to uh, to spoil it. Are we up anyone. there? Well, we've already talked because the yeah, Giants. It's, it's oh, up the there Giants. right now. Okay, I'm sorry, I forgot because the Giants had 12. I got confused because Rod Woodson. Spoil, right? No, 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 don't spoil it because I forgot that Rod. I'm thinking Rod Woodson went to the Steelers, but he went to the Giants. Yeah, he was pretty pleased with that. Did you did you find that to be a slap in the face? That he was so excited to go to the Giants and no. that he didn't fall to the Steelers. Well, listen, what happens happens in uh, in a draft, and I'm sure Rod, in his heart of hearts, knows he would like to be wearing the black and gold. But you know, he's joined us here in what Studio he? 66. He seemed yeah. pretty. He seemed pretty pleased to be a member of the Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl championship team. No, no, no. He was in Studio <laughs> 66 a week or two ago. Yes, black tie is out. How long it was? Maybe he'll be in with us again this week. I look forward to kibitzing with him. Any chance we get? But yeah, he he identified himself as a stealer now and forever he understands and in fact i said to him i i said in fact he made a slip oh, of the tongue right. he said he said yeah when we played the giants in the super bowl and i thought wait a second you we oh you're talking about your year in baltimore when you won the super bowl and i and, and i scolded him for that and he agreed it's, but he did, it's, yeah. he's a mercenary he, that was that was mercenary work for the for the poor people of baltimore they needed a, a pick me up and so he gave it to him which i thought That's was right. generous but he still is a stealer and he did say that he wanted to return to the steelers the steelers didn't want him that's exactly right that's that is right. that's okay. precisely what he said so anyway we'll see what happens and as for your bears I don't want to spoil it uh, too much, but let's just say they address uh, their pass rush even the more what? than they already have. It's very, it's exciting. One of the great pass rushers. Mm. And now let's say hello to another man who just walked into Studio sixty six. His Dolphins are going to be drafting at any uh, at any time now. Their draft picks coming up. Here he is, all the way from England, back from vacation south of the border. It's handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. How are you? I am very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. Very relaxed and refreshed after my Tan. my holiday. Yeah. Yes. Game of Thrones didn't put you right back on the edge. No, not really. Um, so far, what are we? Two episodes in. Yes. Little disappointed with the first two episodes of Game of Thrones. Right the first, the second episode that was just this Sunday night. The thing that struck me about three it was episodes it, in guys. Oh, three. Three. Episodes. three yeah. Yep. I, mean, I thought. Yeah. It's it, the last one was seemed like it took seventeen minutes. It seemed yeah. like it was over. They went the black in the credits, but LA, uh, as soon as it started, it felt like I, I wanted more. My my my, I, it was a takeaway after last season, and it is this time. It's like let's just have a big war, a battle. There's only really been one <laughs> fight that I've seen on Game of Thrones. Everything else is kind of just kind of tedium. All right, let's talk about pro football. And um, uh, to me, the thing. That made me laugh this week. Two headlines that I saw tweeted out by our pals from uh, from NFL.com's Around the League. Um, what, right in a row. One was Geno Smith considers himself the Jets starter. And Andy Dalton wants to get paid like the face of the franchise. Right. This is a subject that we have talked about on and on here. And, and you know, obviously along with the... Um, superhuman physical skills. The other thing that is a, a, a seems to be 
with very few exceptions. Alfred Morris does not have much of an ego. He seems to be pretty grounded, self-deprecating guy. But almost every other pro athlete, it's not just a football player, to, but to make it in the pros, you have to believe in yourself more than anyone else. You have to think you're the greatest player in the history of sport. And the, the delusion that Andy Dalton, oh, yeah, I should be paid. But wait, yeah, wait, oh. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> That, that, that may not be about ego at all. I mean, what guy isn't going to say, yeah, I deserve to get paid? That's not, I think that, I'd that's, be keeping that's, a low. That's I, humankind. If I said to you, Dave, hey, Dave, do you think you earn enough money right now? Do you earn exactly enough money right now? You'd say, no, I, I'm probably worth a bit more than that. I think the timing, at least, is inappropriate. I think it's funny that Andy Dalton, coming off of another woeful playoff performance, right. and especially bad one, especially, you know, he had a good third season. You know, he put up some nice numbers and everything. And then he plays the Chargers, which is certainly not a world-beater defense, in January, and he looked just atrocious. Coming off of that, I, I just think I, it would it would rub me the wrong way. It makes me laugh now. I'm not a Bengals fan, but to hear that that would annoy me that he's the, that he deserves to be paid. What do you deserve? And the other one, like I say, is Geno Smith. The delusion that he is that he should be the starter. Ultimately, you know, who was it last week, Black Tie, that was in here in 66 that said that they expect that Gino's going to get the gig? It was Damian Thomason. Ladanian said that it will be Gino. I, I mean, I, I just disagree with that. You think ultimately when they get to camp, Idzik, Rex Ryan in particular is fighting for his job still. They extended him by a year, but he needs to win. He can't. They can't fall back to 7-9. and nine. Do you think they're going to roll the dice with Geno Smith, who was so up and down I, in his rookie season, versus a guy who's done it? I know Mike Vick's never gotten his team to a Super Bowl, but he's had some big seasons. He's had some big playoff wins. Ultimately, when they start when they sit down to think about who are we going to roll with in 2014, they're going to go Mike Vick over well, Geno I Smith, think, and I don't think it's even close. I think LT said it right, though. He said that no one's been handed that starting job. There's going to be an open competition in training camp, and whoever wins, wins. And that that's the right way that they should be doing it. That's saying, here's a young guy who we expect to start for us for a, for a while into the future, but we're providing him with competition that he's going to have to beat out right now to get that starting job. Fine. Now, Greg, make a case. Make the case that how Geno Smith wins that gig, barring a course. I mean, listen, Mike Vick gets hurt in a preseason game, then that is the only asterisk I would put next to it. There's no, uh, no, there's no other way that that happens. Yeah, but Real seems- quick, though, LT did say that he feels like Geno is in pole position to win that job because it seems as though Rex Ryan wants him to. He's given him every opportunity to win that job. But then again, Rex Ryan, you know, hitches his wagon to Mark Sanchez for so long and see what that did to him. So I don't think he's going to give Gino that much leeway if they have Michael Vick ready to go. And don't you have a better case to go to management if something does go wrong this season and say, look, I'm developing this young quarterback who's coming along. We can't change course now as opposed to going with Michael Vick. When you do, when you go with Michael Vick, you'd be in the same situation that the Raiders are in. And even in some respects, the way the Patriots and the Broncos have just been filling their teams out with veteran guys about – we need to win right now. If my, if he goes with Geno Smith, he's saying, you know what, we want to win right now. We have talent. We have Eric Decker and people like that. And we just added Chris Johnson. Now we've got a young quarterback who had his ups and downs last year, but he had no discernible offensive talent around him. Now we've added a couple of pieces. Let's see what he can do. And there were times where Geno Smith went out and was really clutch, would have some fourth quarter comebacks and come back and play really well. And on the other side, when I look at Michael Vick, he lives off the 2000. 11 season way too much his big breakout season with the philadelphia eagles he hasn't done much recently and even last year there were a couple of starts where i watched him and i'm thinking of the giants game in particular 
where he just looked bad. He just didn't look like a good quarterback. I agree that he that he has looked crummy and it didn't have anything to do with injuries. But ultimately, I think he's a better option than uh, than Geno Smith. He is. might he oh, might be he might be to start with during the season. But what do we know about Michael Vick? A, he's definitely going to get injured. So you don't want to say, hey. Gino, you're number two, and you know, forget about it. You need to have a guy who's going to be ready to come in and start because he's going to have to do that this season. And Michael Vick is, at best, a two-year option for the Jets. I agree with they that. They need to make sure that Gino Smith gets ready. So why would you hold his, his performance back? I'll, why I'll you- tell you why. Because psychologically, this is a kid, Gino Smith... If you put it all on him and, hey, there's a guy, a, a proven NFL starter in Mike Vick who can be dynamic and is going to – Geno Smith, the same way that you did the two years ago, the, the Mark Sanchez bringing in Tim Tebow experiment failed for the Jets was because Mark Sanchez just couldn't handle right. the pressure of a guy that is being cheered by the fans every second. Put in Tebow, every Jets fan, the media, everybody wanted to see Tim Tebow. That was too much for Mark Sanchez and his fragile ego. Geno Smith also seems to have a bit of a fragile ego. What do you think it's going to be like for for this dynamic performer to be standing on the sidelines when things go awry for him early in the season? Better for his mentality, for his frame of mind going forward. Mike Vick is in there. He's the starter. And we have Geno Smith on the sidelines ready to come in and play savior. So, so it's better to play savior if you're a kid. with a, if, you br- if you bring in Geno Smith, if the, if the Jets are one and two and they're looking lousy or whatever and the the fourth game starts and Mike Vick throws a couple of bad interceptions in the first half all of a sudden at halftime Rex Ryan walks into the locker room and says we're going with you Gino when he comes out of the locker room he's got no pressure on him then but he's only going to be the hero he can't he's not it's not his fault that things go awry it's Mike Mike Vick's fault that's better for his mental state. so you're protecting the fragile yes. ego and mental state of a young quarterback by benching him after last I'm not season, benching him. You I'm did just saying, bench him. Listen, he I'm started a... his rookie season. All now right. you're saying year two <laughs> to help your ego and fragile mental state, which I'm now acknowledging that you have. I'm going to bench you, and then if Michael Vick plays badly, you can come in and play. Why I'm we... not sure your 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 psychology major um, uh, should and, should stand. And why do we think that Geno Smith has his fragile state? Did he do something last year? I mean, it seems like he's done a lot of the right things. And before I move on, and he to, got he better because he, he says things to me. I get yes, you're but right. That's the whole but, thing. But, but you're should. right. I'm doing. But you're right, handsome. That I'm that I'm being. I'm, I'm playing pop psychologist. But it does some of his things that Geno said in the past twelve months indicate to me that he is trying to convince himself of something. He say he says things that are in uh, that are to embolden his own. Um, you know. Psyche. But when he but he when he says he assumes that he's going to be the starter, that's a good sign that he wants to be the starter. And by the way, going back to Michael Vick, his breakout season was in 2010. So it's been a long time since he was a real yeah, viable true. starting quarterback since that 2010 season. He's had about just as many interceptions as touchdowns. Doesn't run as well. He's not that guy. Like he's he's fine on the bench. And I would hope that the Jets fans would have a little bit more uh, restraint and realize that, you know what, our best bet long-term is going to be Geno Smith, and they would behave as such, although that's asking a lot maybe. But the thing is really, and we're really now uh, sticking with this Jets thing uh, pretty good, but there's a chance that they can make a playoff run in the AFC. It's not as deep as the NFC is. 
there are a couple of question marks. The Dolphins and Bills both might be good, but then again, they might not be. Yep. The Patriots are going to be good. I don't think they're going to catch the Patriots in the AFC East this season, but they could be relevant. They could be a wild card team. And that was that's considering what they did last year. They had no offensive weapons now, so maybe you're right. Maybe Geno Smith will be good. You know, this is a good uh, a little uh, standard to apply. Adam Carolla, whose podcast I, co- I, I uh, guest hosted last week, you can dig that one up at adamcarolla.com. His, his uh, theory is ask opponents what they would less like to see in any situation, and that's your answer. Yeah. You're a Dolphins fan, Handsome Hank. Who's scarier? Do you want to play, when the Dolphins play the Jets? Is Mike Vick or Geno Smith scarier to you? I honestly, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, well, I wouldn't be scared if I were the Dolphins of either of those two guys. Like, but Geno Smith in the final game of last season played a game against the Miami Dolphins. You remember the Dolphins kind of yes. needed to win those yes. last two games. They lost the week sixteen and then week seventeen. They had a horrible game against Geno Smith, who looked good in that game, having previously in their first. I remember that day, appalling. Don't bring that day up to me. That day sickens me. That well, was a dark it day. Me and then too, I, Dave. What? But yeah, I saw that one coming a mile saw away. That one and coming, the Ravens were going to lose. The Steelers were in the playoffs, and that bum from the KC Chiefs missed the field goal, and the Chargers got to go, and no and, one and liked rightly that. So. Who liked that? No one. I, no, I, I kind of enjoyed that. No, I kind of liked it too. Nobody. No one enjoyed did. it. Everybody loved it. I thought the cheating was... Steelers managed yeah. to not make the playoffs. I think justice was done. Finally, but but in answer to your question, I think By you're the... right. Look, if you want, I'll say what you want to hear, which is that slightly, I would be as a Dolphins fan more afraid to see Michael Vick in that first game next season. But it's only slight. I'm not. That whole offense is up in the air to me. Like, is Chris Johnson still Chris Johnson? He doesn't worry. No, but he doesn't have to he be. He I think I, I was be. surprised though by uh, by the amount of money he ultimately right. got. I thought he was going to get like a million a year based yeah. on the other deals for running backs out there. I'm surprised he they well. they forked over Chris that much. Johnson, and, and Eric Decker, yeah, I'm not. But Chris Johnson had 1,400 yards last year and 10 total touchdowns. Right. He's still an effective player. Then you put him back there. With Chris Ivory, as long because Chris Ivory doesn't have to be an every down mm-hmm. back now, give, and everybody's going running back by committee. It's frustrating yeah. for fantasy football. I guess so. And plus, by the way, Geno Smith over the last four games, seven total touchdowns, just two interceptions. He did win three of those four games. The game against Miami, his his stats weren't as impressive because they didn't need to be, but he right. did enough to make them win. I don't know. If I watch those, look at those last four the games. Last, his last four I'm, games, suddenly he got better from being. From being very bad. All right. With just no- to finish this, though, uh, to, to bring it full circle, who would you rank these three? Because I advocated that the Bengals should sign Mike Vick, that right. that would be the perfect guy to put behind Andy Dalton, completely different style quarterback, big arm. And, you know, if, if Andy Dalton flames out early in the season, then you have a, the big arm guy who can uh, get it deep to A.J. Green and company. So rank those three. What, 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 who would? Who do you think's better, Geno Smith, Mike Vick, and Andy Dalton? Do you think that the Bengals would be better off with either of the Jets? I'd say, I'd say it goes Dalton, Vick, Dalton Gino. one. Yeah. Really? I look. Dalton has been horrible in those playoff games that we all remember. But Dalton's NFL career, if you look at it, has been fine. It's been middle of the yeah. road. It's not exceptional. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Exactly. You're, you're really. Gosh, you're, you're really no, but gushing I'm, I'm with not praise gu- I, but, for him. But he's would, been he's been absolutely adequate. But have a look at the alter. Like I think I've talked about this before. But if you're going to replace Andy Dalton, let's make sure you're going to get a guy that's better than him. I don't think Michael Vick's better than him. No, nope. I'm not sure that there are any quarterbacks in this year's draft that are right now going to be like beat out Andy Dalton in training camp and be 
fundamentally better than that. Derek guy. Carr. Derek Carr. I do think that. He's, I, the, he's your number one quarterback in the draft. I think he's better than Andy Dalton is. Do you think mm. anyone else is better than Andy Dalton? I th- In the draft? Yes. Hmm. I think that they're so ready to make a deep run that I wouldn't want to roll the dice with a guy like uh, Johnny Football. So but, how about, but you would be with Derek Carr. I do like the big arm guy, yeah. I Listen, but, I like a guy that is protected. Not, as not? I always say, the biggest factor for most QBs, for almost every pro QB, is time in the pocket. If you give, if you keep him clean, that's what the Bengals do. He does not see a lot of pass rush, Andy Dalton, and yet he can't get completely over the hump. He's three years in now. The, the, the clock has now changed. Your window is shorter for a starting quarterback than it was 20 years ago. You have to produce, and he has. He's gotten them to the playoffs three straight years. And he's, he's got looked. some good weapons on that offense as well. He's got. He's loaded. Yep. That's the point. Just like but, Rank but always talks if, about the Rams of the 80s that won through 21, they were loaded, but they did, they couldn't match the their, at the time, division foe, San Francisco 49ers with Joe Montana. They couldn't keep up with them. Right. Because of the quarterback position. That's but right. Let's play the, out your the Bengals are dynamite, except a quarterback. They're mediocre. Let's play out your scenario. They draft Derek Carr in the first round. Let's say they get Derek Carr in the first Apparently, round. Apparently, he's not going to be an option because the Cardinals the, are going to take the him. The Titans anyway, no. are take him. Apparently, according to Charles Davis, is the first quarterback taken in the draft. But guys, let's, let's play it out. I think I, the Cardinals should let, do let's that. Let's play wait, it out. Wait, wait. Hold on. I watch a lot of Mountain West football. Derek Carr is not good. I've watched him only play two games, but I've watched him play two games, that's and, he's, enough for Dave. and he's fantastic. That's enough okay. for Dave. All right, well, he's listen, like, I don't know, but I've watched him play a Bengals couple games. Starting quarterback he's, like, he's like after two games. I love that whip. He's, if you stand him up in the pocket, let him stand in the pocket and sling it, which the Bengals' offensive line is good enough to do, he'll be productive with those he, wide receivers. He's like Ron Jaworski now. I've only yeah. seen him twice, but he's fantastic. <laughs> By the way, did you not see him in the Las Vegas Bowl? I all right. He had a terrible game. That was the first <laughs> terrible. That that's the one thing I would look at that tape and be like, nope, not right, going to happen. But so play it out. Okay, you draft Derek Carr, and, and you know, does so he I scratch that? I've Bengals. seen him play two and a half games because I only watched half that game. So <laughs> does he start for the Bengals straight away? Does he beat Andy Dalton out in training camp? You know, as I as I keep saying, these analysts who say, well, you bring in blank rookie QB, you draft this kid, let him uh, learn at the knee for a year or two and then put doesn't him in. Happen that anymore. doesn't happen at all. Yes, right. if you draft a guy in the first round, he is your starter. So Andy Dalton is suddenly sitting there on your team. He's your backup quarterback. You've got you've got Derek Carr and you've got, you've got to give him eight games to prove himself at least. Here's right? my, here's and my then answer. And you waste another season here's of, my answer of the to Bengals' you. window being open. Alright, but my response to that is when you say you want to get paid like the face of the fa- franchise, that equals getting paid 15 to 20 million dollars. Andy Dalton deserves that no. chunk of of the of the salary not cap. This season, but that's why they're not going to give it to him. They, that's not so happening they, this year. So what walk? you're saying is 2014 is the last year of the Andy Dalton era unless he say, goes unless deep. You, I'm saying 2014 is Andy Dalton's, you know, he's going to make hay or Their or he's gone. strength is their depth, the Bengals. And if you give that kind of money to Andy Dalton, there goes your depth. Here's what Wouldn't I do. do that I now? draft Aaron Murray out of Georgia. That's not I have an him. Why not? Because I've talked with uh, the the draft analysts like Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah and Charles Davis and said, well, how does he project in the NFL? And they say he doesn't really. He's not well, going to be a, see, let's he's not a viable I, let's, let's, starter. Let's actually, he's going to get drafted by someone. Sure. Right? So the Bengals draft him in round three, let's say. He sits there for a year watching Andy Dalton either succeed or fail. 
and then you may have your guy who's up to speed with the offense, with Hugh Jackson's offense, and then you see what happens. I, yeah, but I feel for the record, my answer, though, to both those things, when you say, like, well, sh- what should Geno Smith and Andy Dalton say about themselves? I don't know. In the same position, my response would be like, I don't know if I'm worth it, but I want it. You know? I would. I would just would. Yeah, your, would your, your agent, agent, your your agent, agent would, would be would, so would, mad. <laughs> your Thanks. agent would change it, change your mind pretty quickly. I don't know. Looks, I know. I know. I had some good games. I know I had a lot of bad ones. But hopefully, I'll be better if you give me the starting job again. But what? But that makes sense, though. The Bengals, because a lot of the Seahawks' success came from the fact that they don't have to pay their quarterback exactly a lot of money. Right. So if you're the Bengals, why not say, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have you uh, go through this season at your current salary, and then uh, we're gonna go with the new quarterback next year because." Pretty much well, any quarterback's winning now. Because I'm glad you brought that up, Rank, because that's exactly what we're going to address here. It's time for Black Tie to take the reins. Here it is. We haven't done it in a while, everybody. It's the Blacklist. The Blacklist. Black Tie reads current events. The Blacklist. Damn a check and Rank if they're coming. The Blacklist. The Blacklist. What's going on, guys? I apologize to all the non-Bengals and uh, Geno Smith fans there. That was what is it? Apologize. Sorry, we would talk about headlines. Sorry, we it's talked about football. pro football. We had a lot more headlines to get to. We let's had, do this. We have the Seahawks you to talk what? about. This is what I want to do. Honestly, this got. Let's just put out thirty-two minutes, and we'll spend a minute on every team. That way, black yeah. tie can be. You know what? We talked about every team. You know what? As I long like, as as long as those teams are Liverpool, Chelsea, yeah. <laughs> Man U. Speaking of, yeah, say. we just uh, Man United big news just fired David Moyes, and I'm very happy about that. What Tate's season is not a why? Total why waste. are you That's... only concentrating on Man United? I'm so what about sorry. Chelsea fans? They don't have anything Great. from now, this podcast. All the Arsenal fans yeah. just tuned out. Swindon yeah. Town fans have left. The uh, Bolton Wanderer fans <laughs> want to be represented on this podcast. Ranks going deep with his references. All right. Um, first question on the blacklist was going to be which team has had the best offseason so far but you once again you guys just delve deep a little bit into some of that did we? um how did well, we delve into that well you guys well you guys we went too about long about the jets and the Bengals. i'll tell you my real answer quick, real quick real really quick. quick around the room which team has had the best offseason so far arizona cardinals especially if they draft Derek Carr. i love well, they have, that hasn't happened yet all right but even if they don't i love them getting a left tackle because mm-hmm. like i just said five minutes ago most QBs, and Carson Palmer may as well be the personification of the quarterback I'm thinking of with it, with this sort of thing. He, If you keep him clean, he can be effective. I know there isn't much of a sample size of Carson Palmer in big games, let alone in the playoffs, but I think if he's clean with that collection of receivers now, I think, and, with, and more importantly, with that uh, unbelievably loaded defense, they can be gangbusters. They can make, a, make the playoffs, and I mean, the only thing that keeps them out of it is if the Rams really, if the, if the Rams get better, which they have a real chance to to be, um, you know, what if they get Sammy Watkins? I know all the talk is the left tackle Greg Robinson, but if they get Sammy Watkins, if the Brian Schottenheimer is still their offensive. Player. I know, but Make how how quick. could that we'll offense not be later. great? Anyway, the Cardinals are my choice I like uh, because Bruce. I also like Antonio Cromartie now slotting as the right. number two cover corner with Honey Badger now back there as well. And one of the best in the game, and Patrick Peterson. You're not going to throw on them. You're not going to run on them. What a defense. Quick, uh, quick tip. If you're a Madden gamer next year, p- go with the Cardinals because you always want the top corners. And Patrick Peterson, Tony Cromartie, top speed in the game. I agree with that. I don't like you taking the Cardinals because I always default to the West Coast teams, and I was going to say them. 
Because I do, and they're you can also, go with them. But no, I, uh, how about get, your team? They're going to get a uh, they're going to get a running back in the draft too. If they can get somebody, because they're going to draft him later. If they get somebody like Marion Grice or Tim Cor- Tim Cornette, I'm telling you right now, is going to be fantastic. In the all time draft of 2014, the Arizona Cardinals might look at a running back. There are a lot of good ones. It's the richest Walter position. Payton. Walter Payton. They could, could look at Barry Sweetness. Sanders. Maybe Barry Sanders. But you realize maybe Marshall Falk, Earl Campbell. Ooh. There are a lot of good ones. I'm going to go. <laughs> crazy if you don't go Walter Red Payton. Grange. Why wouldn't Walter? I guess because Matt Forte's there, so you wouldn't want Walter Payton. But then it, you just should draft him anyways. And by the way, Spice Adams, I just realized, war number 95. I saw him on my Twitter feed, and I made a joke because I'm like, oh, I loved Richard Dent. And he got mad at me. But anyways, uh, the team with the best offseason, the Bears. Yeah, why not? Peanut Tillman comes back. Jared Allen comes in. Of course, everybody made a big deal when Julius Peppers went to the Green Bay Packers, but Jared Allen comes in, younger, more effective, more sacks last season. And Houston on the line as well. Houston's there, and the kid they picked up from Detroit's not bad. So I look at that team, they're already good offensively. They'll go into the draft. They'll take either Aaron Donald. Unfortunately, they're in the same division. Oh, yeah, they might yeah, they're Somebody, gonna get that defense even better. But they're in the division with the Packers, who have uh, already who announced, in case you missed it, nah. are going For the to be fifth your year in a row, Dave says it's gonna so be the what? Super really? So is, what? You were right Aaron, once. Is Aaron Rodgers still their quarterback? He is. Then I'm not worried about the Packers at all. Whoa. How'd that great. Is? What? Great. Whoa. That's, great. A, that's a great Get AJ Hawk on the phone. I want a tattle on, great. on rank. <laughs> great regular season quarterback, but if you look at his playoff performances, they seem a little manning. Uh, yes. Is Aaron Rodgers the new Peyton Manning? Is he the new Peyton Manning? Someone's going to step into the breach of? when Peyton retires, and I think we know yeah. who it is. Are you We're out gonna, of your mind? You guys great. have already, you know, you've already assumed that he's going to be this awesome quarterback who's going to win multiple Super Bowls, and I've seen no evidence of that and if they how about when he went it, 15 and one and then was great did, against the giants was he great his, against the giants he his guys terrible. dropped the ball all day oh, what was he supposed it. to do about he's it? not okay. nearly as See? good as jay cutler See? oh wait he is a lot he's better. got you know look okay look at the quarterbacks who've won the super bowl recently okay? <laughs> i know i agree joe with that. flacco russell wilson eli manning oh better than who, jay cutler who has a quarterback more similar to those guys Jay Cutler would fall, into the, he Listen, would fall into the class of those guys. That's going to be a great division. That's, that race is going to be, be fun wonderful. to watch. Oh, All by right. the way, I do oh, want to. Oh, we didn't get Handsome's answer. I'm going to say very quickly because we don't need can to carry say, on with the Bears, do we? No, but can we also say New England? Because a lot of people look at what Denver did, but I like them getting Revis. Like, everybody just kind of just has glossed and over that. And Brandon Browner mm-hmm. to boot. Yeah, like, it's crazy. I like Denver, though. I think they've addressed where they fell apart, at the, obviously, in the last game of last season. Um, they got the pass rusher. They got Akeem Tlaib. They got T.J. Ward. They're going to get Von Miller back. They're going to get Ryan Clady back. I think that, I, that team's going to be stronger than it was. Here's the thing. Jamie Dukes on NFL Network. Mm-hmm. Kibitz in with him. He, uh, you know, Listen, he played in the NFL. He knows what he's yapping about with this thing. I have said it Does here it? as well that... When it goes for these guys, when it, when when the skill goes, it doesn't happen for the most part. It's not a slow decline from no, no. from great to what happened. They they fall off a cliff, and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are both now in that age range where it absolutely could happen. You might be you might be we might be two or three weeks into the NFL season and be wow Peyton Manning isn't playing well or Tom Brady doesn't look right is he is he hurt no they're old they're in their late thirties I remember now. when that happened to Dan Marino I remember exactly the time where I was like oh yeah that's the end of Dan Marino his neck went and he just quit. that was it that, 
Tom Brady is everything to the Patriots. And now, all right, they've built the team up now. It took a couple or a few years now. He's covered up a lot of warts for the Patriots. But I think they're now officially loaded. I I agree. But, you know, Tom Brady, it just doesn't go on forever. He's not going to be... Uh, the Tom Brady 30 years from now could end, and maybe not even in 2014 we might see that decline immediately here but then we'll see what happens with Ryan Mallett if right. he's still on the bench not to say they'd ever bench Tom Brady but anyway I'm getting into well the- maybe his psychology as his psychologist maybe he it would be good for him to come off the bench <laughs> I don't minute. know look out if Ryan Mallett goes to the Cardinals too all right go ahead uh Real quick, I'm just going to go with the Jets being optimistic, optimistic that Vic does something this year, stays healthy. Eric Decker produces CJ Security. Great call. I think Decker's, Decker's going to show everybody that he's that he is legit. Big reason. Knows, okay, the only reason, the only way that'll happen is if they draft a speedy receiver. Otherwise, Eric Decker is Brandon. very one paced that is, for that, that is offense. True. They need to get Odell Brandon, Beckham. They need to get Brandon, Brandon Cooks. Cooks. They need to get Marquise there. Lee. One of those three guys. Yes. Otherwise. Eric Decker, your number one receiver. Forget By the it. way, Eric Decker had 10 touchdowns when Tim Tebow was the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Rank seems to be the only other human being aware of Eric Decker's production before Peyton Manning arrived. Everybody act, rolls eyes at me when I say Eric Decker is a great... The, the idea that Emmanuel Sanders just comes in and picks up where Eric Decker left off in that offense is laughable to me, and people roll their eyes at me. Like, well, what's so great about Eric Decker? Uh, he's 6'3", six, 6'4", six, he's got big he's, speed, He makes he's, he's a Dynamite red zone target. He makes plays on the ball. Oh my gosh. I, I, on those jump balls that you, that uh, everybody loves to throw it, 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 in uh, yeah, this day. Even when Tim Tebow was there, he had another receiver on the other side of the field. Right now, with New York, it's Eric Decker or Bust. All right. That's why they have to get that receiver in there. But they, they do have the speed in Stephen Hill. But Stephen Hill is what he's supposed to be. But if he does, if he does become what he's supposed to be, he can definitely. If he's a poor man, Demarius Thomas, still, like that. That could work. But still, Tebow. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, real quick. This We did this about two months ago. It was the first ever DDFE mock draft. We're going to do it again. Top three, one person making one pick. We're going to start off. Let's start off with Rank. Let Rank go with the number one, Hank number two, and Sheck number three. This I is Rank on the clock. Time. I'm going to go... With the so for the uh, keep in Houston mind Packers. a lot of a lot of a lot of media outlets now on the what Mike Mayock was saying a month ago about hey I believe Khalil Mack is the no. best prospect in that, the league that in is, his draft that is one of the most keep that in mind go ahead make your pick misguided things I've ever I'll tell you right now Tony Barr Anthony Barr excuse me is going to be a much better pro than Mack I'm just just from watching football just from watching UCLA play. And I've, I saw Charles Davis's mock draft where he falls all the way down to the Cowboys. First of all, don't let that happen because that would be awful. Anthony Barr is going to be a much better pro, so that would be ridiculous. But again, I've been saying this about Houston all along. Go with the Texas kid. You need a quarterback. Just take Johnny football. Just if For nothing else, you keep him from going to Jacksonville and becoming a folk hero. If he flames out, so be it. You know what? Things happen. But I'm going to go Johnny football. Okay, if I'm taking the Rams, last time around I said this as a caveat, but if I was the Rams, first thing I'd do is try and trade this pick because I think there's enough talent there that you can Not if that happens down. though. If the if the Texans take Johnny football, which they won't, they're gonna right. they're gonna take Clowney, Clowney because happens, right? I completely I have said and I, I, what Rank just said there a bunch, which is from a PR standpoint, they drafted Mario Williams, and then here's the thing: with here's the here's the confusing aspect of it. If if you're Rick Smith and you're the Texans, 
you don't really have you had a window there of like, well, this team is good enough to maybe go to the Super Bowl, but now they go two and fourteen, so now they regress. They're not exactly they're the newest team in the NFL. They don't have that heat, you know. There's nothing about mm-hmm. the Texans that you look at and um as as a as a casual fan, they they don't have a lot of heat on them. Johnny Football, of course, would correct that. You know, it's a it's a high school and college football state. It, Texas is more so than it. Well, and then and then when you get to the pro level, the Dallas Cowboys are everything. So the Texans are always you know kind of in that uh, little brother role. That would change if you put Texas A and M Heisman Trophy winner, exciting guy, lightning rod, Johnny Football on the team. But uh, Rick Smith has gone against that before. He didn't take yeah, Vince fine. Young, and he and he took Mario Williams. Wasn't and was that Casserly? Right. What's that? Wasn't that Casserly who passed on Vince Young? Oh, was it Casserly who did Casserly that? Casserly might You might be Plus, right about you know, that. And he, was that right? Is that Casserly who made yeah, that? Yeah, pick? it wasn't Absolutely. Rick Smith. Plus, you know what? I thought I, I, it was you, Casserly. That's but you correct. think about it, and all the pieces the Texans could put onto that defense if their quarterback is a rookie who's going to take that rookie salary for four seasons, then you don't have to pay him. You can dr- surround All so right. I say McCarron at the top of two. Take A.J. McCarron at the top of two. Take Clowney here. Dude, and, Bridgewater and, might fall to, not, fall to the second round. That's another – you know, but the point is, I no matter who it is, you're exactly right about that. This time around, can they really go with anything other than Jadavian Clowney? I know from a PR standpoint, uh, Johnny F. would be fun, but – Jadavian Clowney. Everybody is saying this is the best player. He's just the the, the the supreme athlete. You got to do that because if you don't take him, there's a, that's why they won't take Khalil Mack. If they take Mack and then Clowney proves to be the star he's supposed oh. to be, then they'll never live it that down. Does, that There's doesn't not make do any it. sense. It's either a quarterback and they address the position that they fundamentally it's only need Johnny most, football. or it's Clowney. But but you, I think with the Rams at two. I think even more so if they went if if the Texans took Manziel or a quarterback at the top of the draft, I think even more so they 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 see how many of their thirty one phones are ringing, and I would probably imagine most of the thirty one would be calling because I if I were the Rams and Clowney was there, I would trade down and take and make the most of the fact that yeah so many teams want to get hold of Clowney. And you really, don't, you know, with Chris Long and Bobby Quinn, you don't really need a guy to to come and play defensive end for you. You move down four or five spots. All right, you can still probably get if it's not Greg Robinson, you can get Jake Matthews. You can get you Sam, can get you Mike Evans. Get, maybe get Mike Evans if it's not Sammy Watkins. The Rams are in the best seat in the house in this draft. I I fully believe it. And I, I think if they don't do something about to trade and get more and more picks in the first round, remember they already have two. And you're so right too that if they traded down to like let's say seven, eight, nine somewhere around one there, they could certainly get they one of those left is, tackles. Is still, right. The left tackle will certainly be there. A receiver, if that's what they want to do, is go right. Sam Bradford. Here are all the weapons you you want. Then then one of those two, walk, not Watkins. Yeah, how far do you think they would Evans, fall? Cause I don't think, think they want to go much, much past like six. Six, because the Falcons would be a perfect right perfect situation for them. Clowney, Clowney they, stays in the South. Yeah. He wants to play for the Falcons. Exactly. That'd be perfect. That would work out. But because Black Tide's not going to let me trade, I'm taking Sammy Watkins. Because I think if you want to find out about Sam Bradford, I said this last time we did this because I had the Rams pick then. If you want to find out about Sam Bradford, given the best weapon in the draft, at the end of this year, you'll know whether Sam Bradford's your guy or not. And then when the coaching staff gets fired and they bring in somebody innovative, then that team's going to be... Lights Amazing. out in 2015 when they're playing at the Rose Bowl. As we found out about at uh, at NFL.com in the all-time draft of 2014, Gus Bradley wants an edge rusher. That's why he took Lawrence Taylor, 
who looks dynamic coming out of uh, the University of North Carolina. A lot of buzz about this guy's speed in Chapel Hill. Never seen um, Damashek plug so much. He's on fire. He today. loves this one. It's do- and you know what? It's a passion. Fans, come and look at this. It's pretty good. It's, it's a pretty passion. Good. It's, it's a pretty good piece of content. It is, it's, and it's it is a, pretty good. It's a passion it's project. It is a passion pro- project. Dave came into my office last March, March 2013, and said, I've got an idea, and he outlined it for me, and I said, this is terrific, but we don't have time to do it before the draft this year. 12, 13 months later, here it is. Dave's been buzzing about it and ever since. And the hard since. work, it shows the up. The hard work By shows the way, up. It's a great piece of and content. And the set's I would cool, too. Every, the set's pretty cool. I can't believe I they flew you guys to I New know, York. I know, it was really neat. That, that was really That was awesome. going the extra mile to put us in the Radio City I musical. Thought it looked, I thought it all looked And to cool. cast all those yeah. extras to, and, to fill and then, in the and background. Then, I mean, the guy who looks almost exactly like the commissioner to, to, uh, <laughs> to do it. <laughs> I wouldn't go as far as saying it's better than a draft day. But it's pretty close. It's close to drop. It's close. Pretty close. Um, it needs Damn a little bit more leading role. It's, it's pretty good. Three. So I have the Jags then, and you know Anthony Barr would be an option there. You know, again, this is uh, if. But Clowney's there. Wait, Clowney's. Still Wait, there. Clowney's still available to me. Yes. Because they took Sammy Watkins. I don't. I mean, but wait a second. The Rams would take Clowney though. No, they would trade down. I know, but if they don't, if 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 Black Tie, now we're very confused because if Black Tie's not going to allow you to trade the pick, then you would take Clowney. No, I wouldn't. The Rams wouldn't take Clowney. Personally, I don't like Clowney. I see Clowney being Andre Bruce. Ooh. All right, I don't know why you would possibly think that, but because Clowney during Clowney, I don't see him being. A dedicated professional. Oh, football who cares about? You know I what though? Listen, the, the that, best thing. I, the I best thing for him that, though. If he if he felt, but think about it. If this scenario played out, Johnny Football goes one, then the St. Louis Football Club decides. You know what? We're going to take Sammy Watkins because we need to bump up the defense, or excuse me, the offense. And then you have Clowney fall to number three, and he gets into that Warren Sapp territory of him being butthurt for his entire career because two yeah, teams passed on him. Then Jacksonville gets this motivated guy who can clearly. Just outclass right. the competition. But if we're going to have crazy reason. conversations, then how about uh, indulge me on this? If the Rams actually did take Sammy Watkins, and now Jadavian Clowney is still on the board at number three, Gus Bradley is the former defensive coordinator of the Seahawks. Pete Carroll would pick up the telephone and say, hey, Gus Bradley, you have a lot of holes to fix. How about you trade down, <laughs> give us Clowney, and we'll give you I don't know what. Um, in, in and, exchange and for Russell Wilson. Gus, Gus would then laugh and hang up. I don't, well, I guess he would rather have Jadavian Clowney than anything yeah. Seattle would want to have. He needs, he, I mean, he, yes, he has a lot of holes, but he needs Jadavian Clowney. All right, listen, there's no that. way Jadavian Clowney is on the board at number three. That's I hope he is because it would be that's fun. That's why this mock is fundamentally flawed because Black, Black Dye won't let us trade. Well, listen, I don't know if Jadavian Clowney's there, then of course he's going to go to the Jags. But like I said a couple minutes ago about the Houston Texans needing something to create some buzz, some PR, that goes tenfold for the Jaguars. They feel like this irrelevant franchise. As much, I mean, nothing says we want attention more than those uniforms that they brought out in 2013. They're desperate for attention. That's what they sought. It was misguided. And an eyesore to look at, and it would be a shame to look at anybody. I'm sure I've talked to some of these uh, these draft guys and uh, the hopeful guys, and I say, "Are you scared about getting drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and having to wear that ugly new uniform?" They laugh, but they know it's <laughs> they, true. They, they, do they know they it's all true. Like it. They do not. I talk. Oh, you're so wrong. I talked to Kevin Price of Washington the other day. He he he's one in a, a thousand. He didn't like it. Nobody wants cur- that. All the all the current players seem to like. 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneer uniforms. They like the Jaguar uniforms. It's the curmudgeons. It's the it's the older people. I know. I'm a curmudgeon about it. But anyway, so all right, with the third pick, I think they need heat. I'm taking Johnny Football. <laughs> He already went, went to pick one. Number one. You can't right, pick someone twice in a draft day. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot. By the way, I'm confused. There's too many the non-trades going on. All right, I'll take Clowney. What a ridiculous... Uh, Why, uh, next time, let's do, <laughs> let's let's do, do like trades. 11 through 14 or let's, something. Let's, let's yeah. just, uh, at least, you know, we'll go This was the foolishness. I, there's no way right out of the gate. They're the, the Texans... It would be a boon to the rest of the NFL. Imagine how thrilled they'll be if Jadavian Clowney's name is not announced, right. number one. It's exciting to think about the draft, just the, the thought of that. Jacksonville, though, the only thing I, I want from an entertainment standpoint, and I'm an AFC North guy, and so I'm not rooting for the Browns, of course. I'm only rooting for the Steelers in that division. And still, I'd like Johnny Football, Football to go to the to Browns. Go to, it would be so Browns. entertaining. That and by the way, that would be top to bottom the most interesting division, I think, the with the maybe the, the NFC. The but don't you think his thing on the jet ski was him trying out for the Jags? Yes. Like, look, we're close to water. This <laughs> yes. is the kind of stuff I can do. It's like it's like a, a, a politician running for office in Texas. They have to put be on that cowboy the, hat. Like they got a Stetson. I was going to say a shotgun, but yeah, either way, you have to do that. Johnny Football is making his case to live in Florida. All right, and it seems like from a personality standpoint, wouldn't that be ideal? It's got to be. It's got to happen. In Florida somewhere, that seems just about right. I love the All idea. All right. Of it. Now, oh, he's on the line. Let's get to him right now. He's got a fight coming up this weekend. It's John Bones Jones. All right. Here we go, everybody. This is exciting. The World Light Heavyweight Championship, UFC 172, coming at you Saturday, April 26th. This weekend, it is the world champion, John Bones Jones versus the undefeated Glover Teixeira on the phone with us right now. Is Bones Jones. What's the poop, fella? Hey, uh, not much. Just hanging out. How are you? I'm doing all right. And uh, how are the nerves right now? What's it like in fight week when you know that uh, at week's end you're going to be punching at somebody who's going to be trying to hit you in the face and uh, in and around the neck area? Uh, in and around the neck area. That's funny. Um, fight week is, is fight week. You know, I've been, uh, I've been fighting at a really, really high level for three years now. I've uh, been a pro athlete since I was 19. So um, I'm really comfortable with the position. Um, you know, a big part of it is just conquering your nerves and uh, just remaining confident, uh, trusting that you're ready to go, and uh, going out there and carrying it out. Yeah, you know, obviously we talk to a lot of pro football players, and obviously you talk to them uh, when you're sitting around the Easter table or the Christmas table with your brothers. What do you notice about, you know, the, everybody, any professional athlete has to have that swagger and that uh, confidence, but do you have an element of fear going in there? Obviously these guys are trying to hurt you. Uh, Glover Teixeira is going to be going out of his way to injure you. Are you scared a little bit? No, it's, it's not necessarily uh being scared. I, I guess there is a little bit of, of nervousness that goes into it. Um, the best way to sum it up is call it respect. You know, mm. you know that you're going out there against a guy who has been eating healthy, training hard, weightlifting, running, doing sprints, doing everything in his power to hurt you. Um, you know, it, it, it can be a little nerve-wracking at times. Um, but the biggest thing is, is to match him. And uh, work, is, work so hard that you feel as if you're doing not only what he's doing, but you're doing more and that you deserve to be that just a second faster and uh, be able to go just a second longer, you know, just hit just an inch harder. Um, and that's the way I feel. You know, I definitely do the extra as a champion. And uh, I feel as if that will shine through on uh, April 26th. 
Well, um, I have uh, had the opportunity to meet you face to face once, and uh, man, you cut the figure of a professional athlete. That's for sure. To Terrell Owens is envious of the way you're put together. What about that, though? How come your brother one is now on the Colts? Chandler is with the Patriots, of course. How is it that you wind up doing this individual sport and they wind up playing football? You know, the craziest thing was uh, I wasn't uh, much of a football player. Like I just didn't get it. Uh, the plays kind of confused me. Hmm. Uh, it wasn't my passion. Uh, I was terrible at all the skill positions. Um, and and from the time I can remember, Arthur and Chandler were always the team captain, always starters, always guys who were on the offense and defense. And uh, I could barely, you know, make the starting lineup. I was like third string until hmm. my senior year. So um, I knew that I would have to find my mark a different way. Excuse me. Uh, find my work a different way. And uh, I had a wrestling coach uh, tell me that I needed to put all my A's into wrestling, and that would lead me to a scholarship, which it did. Hmm. And that scholarship led me to uh, to MMA. So I'm, I'm glad I chose this path. I honestly think being an individual world champion is way cooler than a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, I was just about to ask you that. Was there any sense of envy, or is there anything that you sort of feel like, yeah, as you say, you're doing an individual deed, so it is all, when John Bones Jones is successful, it's owed to John Bones Jones. Do do your brothers say, man, I envy that, that it's all on your shoulders, or do you envy watching when Arthur gets to hold the Lombardi Trophy a couple of years ago when he's with the Ravens? What, putting the belt on is cooler, huh? Yeah, well, we always go back and forth about which one's cooler. You know, Arthur uh, Arthur makes comments like, "Well, anybody can buy a replica belt for four hundred bucks, but you're not getting a, <laughs> you're not getting a Super Bowl ring for anything under thirty grand." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, well, you want it with your whole team, and I want it all by myself." And so we go back and forth about uh, about which one's a cooler accomplishment. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, Arthur gets paid a lot more than I do, so I guess he wins. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing that's definitely the uh, is cooler is having either a Lombardi trophy or a belt. What do you guys say? What do you and Arthur say to Chandler? He doesn't have you either. Know what? Chandler, Chandler doesn't have either, but Chandler individually, uh, I think his stats are a lot better than Arthur's right now. So he has that argument. And uh, Chandler was a first-round draft pick uh, where Arthur was a fifth-rounder. So Chandler, he holds his weight when we're trying to trip on him. <laughs> Oh, I can imagine the trash talking must be delightful, like I say, at the uh, at the holiday table. Um, what about, uh, I'm sure you get answer these all the time, but I, I can't help it. I love, uh, please indulge my nerd uh, questions on this. What happens if you and an in-his-prime Muhammad Ali get in the ring together? A uh, boxing ring or octagon? Um, I'd, well, I see, yeah, I guess it's two different disciplines, obviously. Let's say boxing, first of all. Uh, if I boxed with Muhammad Ali in his prime, he would knock me out in the first round, I'd say. Really? Wow. But yeah, it- I, I don't try to be, pretend to be more than I am. I, I definitely love boxing. I have great boxing coaches. Um, but, I mean, I, I'm nowhere near the level of, of the great Muhammad Ali when it comes to that craft. Well, then what about these modern day? Obviously, like we say, you're up against two of them. You, you can uh, size yourself up against Arthur and Chandler. Is there any NFL player you look at and say, man, if he took the next six months and really focused himself on MMA training, that guy could be scary? Man, you know what? Half the guys in the league, their athleticism, speed, agility, um, work ethic, I think half the guys in the league would be uh, pretty good martial artists. Um, but the first guy that comes to mind is... Uh, Arthur, my older brother, hmm. um, you know, where I was a one-time state champion, 
Uh, Arthur was a two-time state champion, and, and you know, he just he was always a winner on that wrestling mat. He would throw guys and make things look so effortless. Um, I know if Arthur made uh, the two. Uh, fifth, uh, 265 pound weight class, which is the heaviest you could be in the UFC. Um, right now, Arthur weighing 300 pounds. So, if Arthur's to lose all that weight and get down to 265, uh, just his mentality um, after that weight cut and just, you know, his quickness and aggression. I mean, I, I know for a fact he'd be top five and under two years. Um, is there any superhero that would be fun to get into the MMA ring with? Any superhero? Let's see. Maybe Spider-Man. We had Anderson Silva, mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty close to Spider-Man. Uh, but Peter Parker and the Octagon would be pretty dangerous. That would be a fun one. Because, yeah, it wouldn't be fair. Like, Superman's made out of steel. He's not even human, so that wouldn't be a fair right. fight. But, I mean, of the human ones. So you could take down probably, you could probably beat Bruce Wayne, but Peter Parker, probably more agile. Oh, yeah. I mean, as long as uh, Peter Parker doesn't use his web, I mean... It's going to be pretty interesting to see. Yeah, that wouldn't I be think fair. If you get him down to the ground and hit him with some jiu-jitsu moves, that'd be the best way of taking him out. Yeah, no webs allowed. There's no, he wouldn't be able to hide the webs anywhere on his body. So, All right, yeah. listen, John Bones Jones, you're delightful, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best and good health against Glover Teixeira this weekend. Again, like I say, undefeated. Go get him this weekend. Defend your world light heavyweight crown against him again Saturday April the 26th, like I say, it's this Saturday. It's 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can get it on pay-per-view, and uh, it's UFC 172. Thanks for the time, man. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. All right, good stuff from John Bones, Joe. I didn't want to interrupt you there. Yes. But what do you think would happen? I know you talked a little bit about it with him and Muhammad Ali. Mm -hmm. What about him and Mayweather? I think that would be fun. I would love to see him just say, you know, I'm going to box. I'm into all that years. stuff. I wish there was some latitude with that. You know, we've we've reminisced and pined for things like Battle of the Network Stars and the mm -hmm. old ABC show, uh, Superstars, when they pit, pitted the best athletes in pro sports against one another. Maybe that could happen in the 21st century is we could have some fights between MMA and boxing guys. That would be a boon it. for both of those sports. Absolutely. But, yeah. but people would go crazy for that because then that would be truly a test of who is the ultimate champion. Um, that would be good stuff. All right, so listen, we'll do a second podcast for you later in this week, maybe with Rod Woodson. We'll see what's going down. Real quick, though, we said on the last podcast, Josh Gordon headshot, autograph, oh, you yeah. can get it. Shoot it. You know, send us a comment on iTunes. You know, rate the show, and we'll pick the best one on Thursday's show. And uh, if you oh, win, you get Oh, one thing Gordon. I do have to say is, we should have led the show with this since it's the 10-year anniversary of uh, Pat Tillman's death. I've said it many times before. I don't want to get up on Mount Pius, but the NFL, there are, on the on the field, there are four number 40s marking the 40-yard line. You know, there are two on each 40-yard line. Why not make it red, white, and blue? Or make it red for the Cardinals or something like that. And let it live there for all of time. Baseball is 42 retired in every stadium. Why not make the number 40 somehow honoring the greatest Patriot in NFL history, or one of at least, a guy who did who who did what he did in the prime of his career to do that. I think that would be a great tribute, and you just leave it there eternally. I think it'd be a you know who would argue with that? Who would say I don't want that on my field? It would be it would be a, a it would be a, be beyond reproach. Yes? You need to spend more time on the internet. 
because somebody will find a way to hate that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's unfortunate, true, but just I the lost. same. It's it's the right thing. I, I feel went like. on a uh, Pat Tillman Twitter dump over the uh, first couple of hours on Tuesday morning, and I lost followers because of it. Really? Yeah. So you know that kind of thing happens, but it is true. You know, it it, it doesn't surprise me. But people <laughs> people hate everything. Yep. <laughs> There's not something there that can be brought up that people will not hate if you uh, go on uh, the internet. Anyway, all right. Thanks, Handsome Hank. Thanks, Rank. And uh, thanks to John Bones Jones. Another podcast coming this week. Meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at Let'sMakeAPlan.org.